the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Annika Kempa. Annika is a first-year student in our full-time MBA class of 2024, and she is also the section rep for Section A. I recently connected with Annika to talk more about her background, how she decided to pursue an MBA, what led her to Darden, how she decided to serve as a section rep, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Annika Kempa. Annika, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brett. So glad to be here. It's great to have you here. Happy 2023. Um, I hope your new year is off to a good start. Um, How are things? You doing okay? Yeah, doing really well. Um, Really excited to be back in the classroom. We started up classes again last week. Um, And yeah, just excited to have the last quarter be now. I think everyone said time at Darden would move very quickly, and it certainly has. Um, but this is a fun fun quarter up ahead. We have some great classes. We have business ethics, leadership communications, um, all kinds of good stuff. So excited to be back back in it all. For our listeners who are less familiar with the, the rhythms of the first year of the Darden MBA experience, uh, you're in quarter three of the first year. This is your last quarter of core. And so is there, you're not picking your classes yet uh, at this point, but is there a class that you're really excited about? I mean, both both the classes you mentioned thus far, great classes, always interesting, but is there one that that's circled on your schedule that you are really looking forward to? Sure. Uh, I think it will have to be business ethics. Um, Ed Freeman is our professor. I'm in section A, um, and he is a founding father of stakeholder theory. So we're actually learning based off of the textbooks and the readings that he wrote. And that is pretty incredible. But I'll also share my husband went to Darden. He's a class of 2021 grad. And so when he was at Darden, I was part of the Darden Partners Association and they had us audit classes. And I sat in on Ed Freeman's business ethics class. And so I had a bit of a, um, it was it was a really cool moment to sit there now and, and look up and realize that I was a student in Ed Freeman's class getting to partake in the discussion from that perspective. So I, I'd have to say that class. <laughs> Well, that is amazing. I haven't heard that particular strain of story. So it's now come full circle for you. You're in Ed Freeman's business ethics class. And he was nice enough to join us. Uh, gosh, it probably I'd say half a year or more ago uh, for our office hours faculty conversation series. And it's such an interesting person. It's great to talk with him about his background and his career and how he got interested in, in stakeholder theory and, and how that really informs not just business ethics here at Darden, but how that comes into every class that you have. I think that's one of the things that maybe prospective students don't know, or it's not as immediately obvious is when you have a class called business ethics, sometimes people think, oh, well, you must just be talking about ethics in that class. But my sense of things, Annika, and tell me if this aligns with your experience, is that you're talking about ethics and the ethical dimensions of the decisions that you're making in every class. Absolutely. Uh, I can think back to last quarter uh, finance with Mark Lipson, and we were discussing sort of the end of the quarter. We were going through a a DCF analysis, which is something I never thought I would say out loud, but here I am two quarters into Darden, and I I know what that is. Um, But we were talking about, you know, sort of the number side of things. And we went back to the case and pulled out a couple of facts that had to do with worker pay and worker satisfaction and just like general um, culture. And I think to that point, Mark just pointed out that contextual uh, information and sort of the 
more qualitative side of things is just as important as the quantitative side of things. And I think that is underlined in every single class at Darden. It's why there are so many perspectives in the classroom and why people from different backgrounds thrive at Darden because there is no wrong answer and every new idea adds color to a picture that everyone's trying to learn. So um, it's it's just the cherry on top now to have business ethics. But to your point, I think we've kind of been learning it a little bit all along. Well, let's talk more about you. Uh, tell us who you are and what's your background? What did you do before coming to Darden? Sure. Uh, so my name is Annika Kempa. Um, I graduated from undergrad in 2013. I was a journalism and political science double major at the University of Richmond. Um, dove right into communications and marketing. I worked at a healthcare consulting firm for a little while, and then I actually moved and worked at UVA. So I worked at the UVA Health Foundation, which is a nonprofit that supports our UVA health system. Um, and I ended up leading digital strategy for them. And then I moved over to the UVA Department of Student Health and Wellness um, and did marketing communications there. Um, and then from that point, uh, COVID hit. <laughs> Um, I don't need to remind any of anyone of that, but during that time, my husband was in his end of first year and then second year, and kind of a, a silver lining for us was that I got, I got to uh, listen in on some of his classes, and after having attended a Freeman's class, of course, but then sort of seeing his curriculum firsthand, I just realized this was absolutely the place I wanted to be. Um, so come from a non-traditional business background, which... I, I almost hesitate to say that because I think so much non-traditional covers so many different things at that point. But um, for me, really, again, journalism, political science was in marketing communications, uh, storyteller at heart. Um, I have a German Shepherd I'm obsessed with. I love to horseback ride. I run uh, and am a dual citizen of Germany and the U.S. Uh, and speak German. Well, I'm wondering about your interest in pursuing an MBA. Is it something that you knew you always wanted to do? Was it seeing your husband go through Darden, maybe listening in on, on some of those uh, virtual Zoom classes? When did it spark for you? When did you realize an MBA was going to be in your future? Yeah. Uh, if you had told me five years ago that I would be going to Darden, I, I probably would have laughed. Um, I just never saw myself at business school. I didn't I didn't study business. Um, I thought it was a lot of numbers and numbers are not something I've been great at in the past. Um, but it, it was it was really, I think, first seeing my husband go through it and just watching it change him as a thinker and a strategist. And he started to look at the world in a different way. And it, it was a, a view and a perspective and a way of thinking that I really admired. And then on the other side of things, I felt like I had a really strong grasp of marketing communications, but I just became really interested in how businesses tick and how organizations run. And I wanted to expand my own scope and, and understand more of that. Um, and so all of those things combined, I, I'd always wanted to go to graduate school uh, and I just wasn't sure where. And then I realized that all of my interests and all of these things sort of lied at Darden, um, lay at Darden, the wrong verb, but uh, Darden was uh, my first choice and I'm just thrilled to be here. So um, what was exciting to you about being a member of the Darden community? Yeah, I think first and foremost, the diversity of the community and the opportunity to be around so many different people with different backgrounds and different interests and perspectives. I loved that Darden recruited from all over the world and really valued having a lot of voices in the room. That was really important to me um, and something that I hadn't always had the opportunity to be a part of in the past. And so that was really important. And then for me, business school was 
going to be a learning experience. I was very academically focused. I wanted to be academically challenged. I wanted to push myself outside of my comfort zone. And I, I really loved the Darden case method. I loved the supportive aspects of Darden. So your learning team, for example, is a group of six or seven students from all the different sections. You meet with them weekly, daily, you work on cases together, you muddle through things together, you, you sort of come to conclusions and then you bring those to class. And I, I loved that learning style. I loved not feeling like I was going to be alone in it, but rather it was a collection of ideas and thoughts that were going to come together and sort of move the needle. Um, and so supportive learning environment, diverse uh, voices and diverse people in the classroom. And then I think too, I've lived in Charlottesville for a while, but I just absolutely love this town. I think it lives like a big city, even though it's a lot smaller. There's amazing restaurants, great music. We're so close to the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, I think people say time and time again, you know, I came, I came because Charlottesville is amazing, but it's, it's true. It's a great place. Well, to me, I think this is one of the benefits of being here at Darden is that Charlottesville is very much part of your MBA experience, right? It, it sets the tone for so much of what you're going to do as a student because it's a small MBA community. You know, you're going to really be invested in what's happening in the school and maybe in a way that you wouldn't be quite as invested in a, in a big, huge city where people are living all over the place and may have lives outside of the school in, in a way that I don't think I don't at least I don't get the sense when I talk with our, our full time students most most people have picked up and relocated here they've come to Charlottesville. Um, it's a new place for them or maybe they're returning uh, where, to where they went to undergrad that sort of thing, but nevertheless, the school is is much more of sort of the axis of a lot of their their life, um, both academically and socially does that does that check out um, does that align with your yeah, experience. Very much would agree, I think a great example of this is. Uh, Darden on your first year, you have an opportunity to join the community consultants of Darden. Um, and so you apply to the program and then it's uh, led by a group of second years as well. And you're put in a team and you're paired with a local business. Sometimes it's in Charlottesville, sometimes it's in the surrounding area and they have a business problem um, that they present. And it can be a wide range of things, anything from we're brand new starting out, um, you know, how do we launch to we're trying to reach a new market segment, all sorts of things. And so you with your classmates get to work with local business owners to bring ideas to the table and present. And I, I just, I can't think of a better place, A, to do that in Charlottesville that has such a vibrant small business community, but also the food and wine scene here is incredible. There's just a lot going on. But I think to bridge the Darden students with that community and really have that passionate, that value um, come into play is really important. And I think it's just one of the unique things Darden offers that really, really connects it. Well, here you are in quarter three, but I want to go back to starting the program. As you got into your first year, um, what was that experience like? What were the learning curves for you? I'm always curious to, to hear about the adjustment process to being a Darden student. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. I was so nervous. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely still remember the first day of school, you know, jitters and all of that. I think you it was funny when my husband was accepted to Darden, someone said to him, you know, you think the hard part was over. The hard part is just beginning <laughs> in terms of starting school. And I, and I think that's true. It really is sort of, you know, you jump in, you jump into the deep end, you have a bunch of things going on at once. You have class, you have recruiting, you have social aspects, you're adapting to a new community and all of these things. And so I think I was definitely nervous going in and just, you know, you sort of, 
you hope you can you can float. And I think the beauty of Darden is that you you absolutely can. Um, I definitely was most worried personally about the quant classes. So I had never taken an accounting course. I had never taken a finance course. Um, so just sitting in those in those classrooms for the first couple of days um, was definitely intimidating. I think one amazing thing Darden does, it's called Darden Before Darden. And so students have the opportunity to come about a week early and sort of take uh, 101 classes for some of the big core classes. And you get to meet the professors, you sort of get this intro into the world that helps you feel a little bit more caught up when you actually start core. Um, and so I think from the beginning, I felt very supported by Darden, that that learning environment that I was so excited about sort of kicked in. And so um, it was definitely, uh, it was nerve wracking, but it was also just very exciting. I mean, it's something you've worked super hard for and then for it to, to come to life is, is pretty cool. Is there anything you would go back and tell yourself uh, during the summer prior to the start of school, knowing what you know now? Was there any advice that you would give your, your former self? Great question. I think one thing I wish I had done more of, and I had started doing a little bit, but listening to podcasts about things I was excited about. So especially when it came to um, industries that you're potentially thinking about recruiting into or even just more excited about or that you'd like to learn more at Darden. I think um, the library of podcasts now available to us is incredible. And I, I had done a little bit of that with, I was interested in tech um, and a couple of other sectors. And I just started sort of tapping into that and, and hearing more about it. And I think if I had done a little bit more of that prior to Darden, I think the flow of things would have been a little easier as the, the year went on. It's a good point. When we used to ask, um, well, we still ask, honestly, faculty, when we have incoming students and say, hey, what, what would you encourage these students to think about um, prior to the start of school? Sometimes you, you're expecting something really like, you know, do this particular pre-work or that particular, but more often what we get from the faculty member is, you know, read the Wall Street Journal, pick a company that you're really interested in and follow their stock uh, for the few months prior to, to school or wherever you are in the process, you know, just to get a sense of, you know, what's happening with the company, what's happening with the industry, are they having earnings calls, what are they saying, what's the reaction to the news that they're sharing, some of the disruptions, some of the opportunities uh, they're experiencing. And to your point, there are so many ways to get additional information about industries or companies now. I mean, you just think about the prol proliferation of business-related podcasts. Um, no shortage of things. And gosh, there's no shortage of things happening. What an interesting time uh, for business and everything that, that's happening right now in the broader economy. So there's a lot to, lot to learn about. But ideally, I think one of the great things about that advice, Annika, is it only gets you more excited for what's to come with business school. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, I think learning, and, and I think too with with Darden coming in, one thing you're really encouraged to do is think about what you're passionate about, your core values, sort of who you are. And it's okay if you don't know that yet. It's not like you have to come in with that. I certainly don't know that 100%. But I think exploring that beforehand and sort of trying to find the bridges or parallels to the business world. And just as you said, you know, what's happening in the economy? Um, is there inflation? Is there anything really environmental upgrades? Is there something changing in the car industry? Like what gets you excited? What gets you up out of bed at the morning? What do you like listening to? And what do you find yourself asking questions about? And I think doing that before Darden and really trying to sort of find those veins of thought already, bringing that into the Darden experience and being able to expand on that 
triple fold is is really exciting and something I would definitely recommend students do. Yeah, we get a question from time to time from prospective students uh, on the admissions team will get asked, you know, what makes for a successful Darden student? And I mean, there's so many, I mean, you could spend hours talking about that. There's so many things, but I think at the end of the day, I think Darden is a place that rewards curiosity and that sort of like passion for learning, passion for inquiry. Uh, at least that's my my thought on it. What, how would you answer that question, Annika? If somebody said, oh, what, what makes a successful Darden student? What would you say? It's funny when when you said that the first word I thought of was curious, <laughs> which is where you you went with it. But I think to to what you know, all of I think my professors have said this. But Darden classrooms are are very based on participation. Obviously, that's the case method. You're learning from those around you. And I think some folks come in, myself included, worried that what am I going to participate? How am I going to say something? It's the first accounting class I've ever taken. And what the professors always say, which I absolutely love, is ask good questions, ask questions. Really, if you're not sure about something, ask, because guaranteed there are other folks in the classroom that may be thinking that same thing. But I think to that point of curiosity, being able to ask questions, being able to say, I don't understand this, can someone help me? Or being able to say, hey, I thought of this, this, and this. I wonder if this parallels with this. Can anyone think more about it? It is just being able to ask questions, being analytical and strategic, but also just bringing a very genuine curiosity to the experience, I think will open doors, but also will bring other folks along with you. And I think that's what makes the Darden community so special is we're all kind of in it together uh, and curiosity can really help with that. Well, let's talk about another aspect of the first year experience here at Darden, uh, sections. So uh, for our listeners, if you're less familiar with the the core curricular experience here at Darden, uh, you're going to go through that as part of a section. And there are five sections, A, B, C, D, and E. And each section has its own identity, its own colors, traditions. And it also has uh, leadership. It has an opportunity for students to be engaged um, as leaders uh, within that section. So, Annika, you are um, the se Section A leader. Uh, is that a fair way to describe describe your title? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, so Section A section rep, um, and I'm fortunate to be supported by a leadership board. So not only do you have one leader, but a group of folks who, um, from the very beginning, I think leadership elections happen within the first two three weeks of Darden, um, but we have, have social chairs, we have a safety and security rep, we have uh, a DEI rep, we have gender equity. Um, I'm definitely missing a couple, but I'm supported by a great team of folks uh, as well. Well, that's quite an auspicious time to say, you know what, I'd like to be involved in leadership. I've just I've just gotten here. It's two to three weeks into the experience. And yes, I'd, I'd like to be a section rep. How did you make that decision? How did you say this is something I'd like to be involved with? Yeah, um, so I was nominated by a fellow classmate. I don't think I would have self-selected into the role, but uh, spoke with him and, and really appreciated sort of why he nominated me and uh, I mentioned, of course, that my husband was at Darden and actually one of his really close friends was section rep. And so my first step was, I'm again, and journalism major, so I have to ask a lot of questions. So I called him and I said, all right, what, what did you learn from the experience? Did you appreciate the experience? And we probably talked for an hour and a half and he gave great advice. Um, and I hung up the phone and I thought to myself, you know, I came to Darden to push myself outside of my comfort zone. I haven't had a leadership role like this before. I hate public speaking. <laughs> and this would require a lot of me getting up in front of the section and speaking. 
Um, but I also, I recognize that, you know, I had lived in Charlottesville prior to Darden. I had worked at UVA prior to coming to Darden, and it was really important for me to serve as a resource for my fellow students. And I thought, you know what, I, I've lived here, I've been here. I think I can really uh, take advantage and utilize some of my knowledge and, and help my classmates out as they acclimate and go through this experience. Um, so it was twofold. It was pushing myself out of my comfort zone. It was caring and met tremendously for the experience my classmates would have. And then also being in a position where I could more easily be a resource for folks. Um, that was really important to me. And, and again, I saw what Darden had done for my husband and his classmates. And I saw the incredible experience they had, even though it was hybrid and they had virtual classes. And so for me to bring that same experience to my classmates and, and just be a support for them along the way was really important. Is the section rep role, I mean, how defined is it? How much autonomy do you have to say, this is what I want the section rep uh, position to be? Sure. So there, it's definitely a choose your own adventure. There are certain things that are built into the role. Um, so for example, we think about section t-shirts. Swag is very important, as we all know. Um, but we also, uh, for example, sections have norms. So norms, are just general things that are discussed at the beginning of the school year, and they're sort of a, a goal you set out as a class to what you want to achieve together. So it's everything from, you know, don't potentially raise your hand while someone else is talking, you know, sort of more like respectful things, but then also just, you know, let's have fun together and let's think about ways that we can do that together. And so part of the section rep's task is to uphold those norms and to think through those norms and, and support the section as those norms may potentially change. Um, and so that's been a pretty traditional section rep role. Um, I was excited this year, the honor rep and I actually worked together on the norms. And so for me, it was important to have different perspectives into this, but I think each section rep really ends up knowing their section pretty well and, and sort of being flexible and agile and thinking through what that section might need. Um, and it doesn't happen overnight, um, for sure. I've, I've definitely learned a lot along the way, but um, I think section reps just sort of make it what it is, but most of all are, are there to support their classmates and then there to support uh, the bigger Darden community. So we're fortunate to be a voice uh, and we meet with the Office of Student Affairs, we meet with the Darden Student Association, um, we meet with different clubs and organizations on ground. So we sort of are able to represent the section uh, within the bigger community too, uh, and first years as well. Do you have a favorite norm or a couple norms uh, from section A? I'm sure our listeners are wondering. Like, norm. Yeah. Um, favorite norm. So we are the lions uh, and we have a lion mascot, which is a stuffed animal. And this lion mascot has been around for years. Uh, and every day at the end of class, one person has the lion and gives the lion to someone that they felt really stood out that day in class or perhaps personally, whether it's recruiting, things like that, and will pass the lion to that person and acknowledge them. And then that person leads our section cheer at the end of the day. And so it's one of my favorite things we do um, because I think it, it really gives us the opportunity to shout out different students for different things. But uh, this lion has traveled internationally. This lion has traveled all over the U.S. Over breaks, we get pictures of where the lion is. Uh, the lion has gone golfing in Charlottesville. Um, so it, it's fun. It's it's this little piece of our section that gets to travel and be with us. Uh, and I think brings us home at the end of the day, too. So it's my impression, at least, that all the sections have kind of a little bit of 
personalities, I suppose, or they maybe reputation? Um, how, how would you describe Section A to someone who doesn't know much about Section A? <laughs> Good question. Um, I would say that Section A tends to be a little type A. <laughs> um, we are definitely very academically focused. We take things pretty seriously. Uh, if someone sends out an email, we're probably going to be the first one to respond. Um, but in, in general, I think we're a very loyal section. We really enjoy being with each other. We're pretty respectful of each other and others. Um, and I think we're the best section, but I, I think all my other section reps, friends would probably say the same. Well, I would expect nothing less from the section rep for section A to say, of course, we're the best section. And um, Darden Cup, I think, also factors in here. Um, is that something that you've been enjoyed as well, you know, having that as part of your first year experience. Uh, for our listeners, Darden Cup is this like, athletic intramural competition. There's trivia, there's talent, there's all kinds of other things. So athletics is just one piece of it, but it's part of the experience here at Darden. Sections compete against each other. So have you enjoyed that too? Annika, has that been something that's been, been a fun part of your first year? Absolutely. I like to think of it as uh, for folks who have read Harry Potter, the Hogwarts houses analogy works well. So sort of that inner house competition. I actually think section A would be Gryffindor now that I think about it um, appropriate with the lions, but it's been, it's been amazing. It's this, again, as you said, you know, sort of everything from relay races to we just had Darden Cup bowling, which was the first year they did it, which was so much fun. Um, we had soccer, which was our Brazilian classmates just absolutely crushed it out on the soccer field. And so um, all these different opportunities for folks to just get outside, be with each other, you know, have some friendly competition, and sort of take away some of the stress of, you know, the, the inevitable stress, I think, that comes with a, a high-performing learning environment as you're recruiting. And so it's been a great uh, place for us all, I think, to come together outside of the classroom, uh, be with our other classmates and, and, and compete for something. Um, but people get really, really into it. Uh, I think what I'm looking forward to most is the talent show, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. And so the sections all compete in a talent show and it is at the Paramount Theater, or I'm sorry, I said that wrong, the Jefferson. Uh, downtown uh, on the mall, which is a beautiful old theater in Charlottesville. And so everyone gets up on stage and the different sections compete. But um, I know it's going to be incredible and it's going to see, it's going to be really exciting to see everyone come together for it. So it's been a pretty good year thus far for uh, Section A and Darden Cup, would you say? Is that is that where, where does Section A fall in the standings right now? We are a strong third, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're not, we're not first, but we're working to get there. I have faith in us. Um, there's still time. I won't even name who's first right now, but I'll just say we're a strong third. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious. It sounds like being section rep, once you were nominated by your classmate, I mean, you went and talked, uh, with one of your, your husband's good friends, it was a section rep. It sounded like it was a very sort of considered, uh, decision for you to, to take this, take this on. And I wonder, as you look back, I mean, still, you got the, the rest of quarter three here. And I, I wonder, too, if the section rep always feels a little bit like the section rep, even, at, you know, as they go into the sec second year and you're taking electives, you still see people around. Um, but what, you know, when you look back on the experience thus far, what's been the highlight? What's been the thing that you've really enjoyed? 
100% connecting with my other section mates uh, in inside and outside of the classroom. But I think for me, being able to be a part of everyone's different journey in this very unique way has been really special. Um, Another thing that's been great, section reps actually check in with faculty members. So you check in with each of your professors, usually at the beginning of the quarter and the end of the quarter, and are just able to have an honest conversation with them about how the section's doing, what could be better, what's going really well. And for me, it's been incredible to be able to connect with our professors and really have that unique one-on-one -on -one experience and to see how much our faculty and professors care about our sections and care about our success has been very motivating. Um, but for me, it's really just been being able to connect with all my fellow classmates within the section, be a support system for them, uh, celebrate with them when there's joy and also be there for them when tougher times come. Um, I am a people person and it just it's been such an honor to be a part of everyone's journey at Darden. And I think that's that's for me what I've gotten out of the section rep the most. I'm also curious, you know, one of the conversations that we have here on the on the podcast is students talk a lot about time and, you know, you've got school, you've got job, career stuff, you also have social stuff. And again, one of the pieces of advice that kind of pops up from time to time here is you don't have time to do everything all the time. So you have to figure out what's what's most important or the couple things that are most important. How are you finding time for all of this? Because as you described what you're just doing, I'm like, gosh, you know, talking with all these groups and being supportive in this way and it takes time, it takes energy. How, how are you managing all this, Annika? I, I remember, so uh, I was fortunate, Luann Lynch was my accounting professor for Q1 and Q2, and I was having a conversation actually with her about this and time management and, and feeling a little overwhelmed. And, you know, she said to me, your time is your own. You choose what you want to do with it, but prioritize what makes your time feel valuable. And I think I've thought a lot about that advice. And I think for me, academics was really important. Being social was very important, connecting with my fellow classmates. I also felt like the time I spent where I was able to disconnect a little bit and get outside of Darden was so crucial and just recharging your battery a little bit. Um, I horseback ride and I ride at a local barn and I, I say a lot, the horses sort of kept me sane over Q1 and Q2. So just escaping for a little bit and going out uh, to the barn and, and seeing my community there and getting to ride for a little bit, I think was a big reason why I could come back and, and be able to vote, devote a lot of energy to things. And so thinking of you know students coming in and even students now, just taking the time to do what brings you joy and what brings you rest, I think is one of the best things you can do to be successful in the other elements of Darden. It is so easy to feel like from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. you can be doing all of these productive things, but the more you're able to take your time, figure out what makes it valuable, figure out what you wanna do and bring yourself rest, um, I think is a really important part of the puzzle. Yeah, business school, when you get really busy, and I think also sometimes in your mind, you think, well, it's an MBA program. I've really got to buckle down. I've really got to be focused on school and career. And this is, it, it starts to get very serious very quickly. And you can easily push things that in your mind you might think of as maybe a little bit more frivolous or less urgent uh, than, say, class or job search. Get pushed to the side. And next thing you know, it's like, I don't, I don't feel so hot. Like, I'm, I feel kind of burnt out and I'm not as excited about things. Keeping in touch with those things that bring you joy um, during an MBA program where I think it's fair to say you know, Darden is challenging. It's going to ask a lot of you. So um, thinking about what sustains you and, and helps you bring you energy, that is an, that's an important part of this experience. Yeah, completely. I think 
you know, it, it's it's a very scheduled out day. I think some of the nice things about, you know, quarters one through three when you're in core is you know you're going to be in class from about 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then you have a couple of scheduled things after that. But I think Darden really does try to give you as much balance as it can with the time and the recruiting and the learning team. But I think the more you can step back and really, you know, think positively about what you want out of your experience and, and again, what brings you, you that joy, I think is very important. And a lot of times it's with other Darden students too. You don't necessarily have to leave Darden to find that, um, you know, the, the dinners or breakfasts I've had with friends or just, you know, sometimes walking around the grounds, which are absolutely beautiful and giving yourself even a 15 minute break is super helpful. So uh, I think everyone will find their own way with it, but I think, yeah, finding, finding the spaces where you find joy are really important. Well, Annika, what are you looking forward to in the, in the months ahead? What's most exciting uh, to you when you look, look forward? I'm really excited for Q4 and electives. Uh, so that's the first time you get to sort of bid on different classes and take classes that may be more specific or less specific to what you're recruiting for. Um, I'm thinking of taking a private equity course next year, not related to I'm recruiting more in the marketing side of things, but I think Darden has opened my eyes to if you're curious about something and you want to learn about it, now is the time, now is the space to do that. Um, so really excited for Q4 and for next year's electives. And then I'm going on a Darden Worldwide course. Uh, and so that's an opportunity that um, Darden provides its students. We had a bunch of different countries as options, and I'm going to Finland and Estonia uh, with one of our professors uh, with a group of Darden students. And so that's um, mid-May, right before the internship. So I can't wait to travel again. I can't wait to do so in the context of Darden and to be with classmates while doing it. Have you been to either of those countries before? I have not. Um, how did How did you pick the location? Uh, great question. I Germany was one of the options, which I thought very strongly about, but I said I've been to Germany before. I need to open my eyes. Um, I think with Finland and Estonia, my dad had actually been there uh, within the past year. He ran a marathon actually in Finland and just spoke so highly of the country and the culture. And so I thought, all right, I need to get over there too. So that was a big driving factor. Oh, that's great. And uh, we also had a colleague that um, she and her husband became Finns for 90 days uh, during the summer. They went and lived there for basically a quarter of the year. Said it was an incredible experience. Apparently, Helsinki has really tried to brand around like the most functional city in the world, like the the basically the most user friendly city, which might not say sound like the hippest thing, but um, you know, has its appeal as well. It sounds like a wonderful place. So you'll have to report back. I'm sure it'll be a great trip. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Well, um, last question. There's been so much great advice over the course of this conversation, Annika, but I, I wonder what's a final thought, piece of advice you would share with our prospective student listeners here? My final piece of advice would be, if you're excited about Darden, please reach out to a current student. I think talking to current Darden students, hearing about their experiences, their perspectives, there's no more valuable way to get to know a Darden community than that. Um, but also when you get here, I hope to meet you. Um, please come find me. Trust in the process. It, it feels overwhelming. There are times where you aren't sure <laughs> what is coming next, but there is such a supportive community here, whether it's your classmates, your section leadership, your professors, uh, the Darden students, everyone, everyone finds their way and everyone ends up making really cool connections. So I would just say, you know, be open to the experience 
just don't be afraid to reach out and, and ask if you need something and just enjoy every moment because it goes by so quickly. Well, Annika, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was great talking with you and best of luck to Section A in the remaining Darden Cup competitions. Thank you so much for having me, Brett. And you should come out to some of our Darden Cup stuff too. <laughs> and that was my interview with Annika Kimba, a first year student in our full-time MBA class of 2024 and the section rep for Section A. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.